It's Cinderella right here on your classic metal show from their debut release, uh, Night Songs. That is the title track. That one going out by request via the email to uh, Sal in the chat room. And uh, he wanted to hear some old Cinderella. Well, he got some, didn't he? Some old Cinderella. Isn't it all old by now? I'm going to say, shit, when's the last time they put out a, a record? 94? 94, still climbing. <laughs> so it's only been, what, 20, 23 years since they put out a record? Yeah. Other than a rehash of Live at the Key Club 15 different ways? Yeah, that doesn't count, though. No? I'm talking about original material. Yeah. There's, there's Well, there's the Tom Kiefer solo album. Well, that's not Cinderella. That's Tom Kiefer of Cinderella. Yeah. That's not that. I didn't like that record, did you? It was okay. It it certainly didn't have the punch that uh, obviously Cinderella records do. I mean, that chemistry is so important when it comes to a band project. Sure. But, yeah. uh, you know, the, the sad part about Cinderella, and, you know, I get what Tom is doing and why he's doing it, but uh, it, it, as sad as it is, uh, Jeff Labar mm-hmm. is unfortunately the reason why Cinderella doesn't do anything. Drugs? Drugs, drugs and alcohol. It's just, uh, you know, he takes it to the extreme and, uh, Tom, uh, apparently he doesn't want to be responsible for, uh, seeing the death of a bandmate. Well, I can't blame him there. And I guess, you know, uh, Jeff has gone through his ups and downs and his problems and whatever. And he, you know, the band as an entity, Cinderella could do some touring and stuff, but he just can't keep it together. Maybe Bobby Blotzer could go in there and play some. I know it's a different instrument, but so what? Don't you think? Well, it's not the same. Be the same. It's Bobby Blotzer Cinderella. We could just call it Cinderella. Sure. It'd be perfect. Well, that's that's the reason why I I I would like to see the band Cinderella perform, but you know, Tom's got his traveling road show. I mean, there's a lot of players in his band. I don't even know how he affords that to be honest with you. Yeah, who knows? Because they... he's got himself, then he's he's got his wife on the road, which, you know, she doesn't take any extra pay, I wouldn't imagine. Right. And then he's got all his musicians. He's got, like, a keyboard, like, two guitarists, a bassist, a drummer, backup vocalist. You know, he's got, he's got a whole road show, and I, and I know he can't, I know he can't, uh, command more than, I don't know, 15 to 18, 18 grand a show. Even that seems high. And and then, you know, travel expenses and stuff. Like when when I saw him um two summers ago, he was out at that farm rock fest, the last one that they had. Right. He had he had the full tour bus and everything. Wow. And maybe, uh that's not cheap. That's that's a grand a day just for the bus. Maybe he bought a tour bus company when he was on top. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so, but that's that's just really expensive, and they just they have a full back line and the whole thing. They you know have the travel trailer with with uh you know all their stage gear and everything. So I can't imagine him making a lot of money, you know, especially with that many people on the crew. Right. So. Well, and I, I saw this week that Curry is playing some gigs with uh, Night Ranger. He's he's going to be out there for a month playing Night Ranger gigs. Yeah, their drummer had did their drummer have like some heart surgery or something? Yeah. Open heart surgery or yeah. something? So, yeah. 
So yeah, which I wonder if Fred will sing um, "Sentimental Street" or or what was the big one, Sister Christian? Sister Christian, yeah. Because they can't not do that, can they? No, of course not. Someone's got to sing it. Who's going to sing it? Jack Blades. I don't know why he wouldn't. Yeah, I, I mean they they got. I saw they for half of the shows they got Dean Castronovo. Now he's and, a good singer. Now he could sing it. Yeah, he could sing. Fred Curry, I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard him sing. Have you? I don't know that Fred is a singer. Yeah, I think he just plays drums. Mm-hmm. So, you know, did you see that we took some shit from for badmouthing Dean? I did. <laughs> I didn't think we badmouthed him. I, well, no, we didn't badmouth him. We don't think we badmouthed him. We just, you know, we, we basically just regurgitated what's already out there. Yeah, we told the truth. Yeah. yeah proper meth. Yeah. Oh, sorry if that doesn't fit into your journey's the best. <laughs> sorry, cunt. <laughs> well, getting back to Cinderella, I don't think I've ever told this story. Okay. Uh, when Cinderella put out Night Song, or not Night Songs, was still climbing in 94. They were out touring, and, you know, this was 94, so basically that uh, that style of music had you know, run its course. Sure. And there was no popularity there. And uh, they were playing in a small bar, a basement bar in Youngstown, Ohio. Okay. Uh, I think it was called Hammerjacks. Okay. I think that's the name of the place at the time. Now, so I went down there. I went to this thing to, to go see them. And this thing was basically in a basement. Right. I mean, it was... It was just weird seeing Cinderella playing in this basement. And they had a, a Fred Corey was not with them at the time because he was out with a Steven with Arcade. Okay. And they had a guy by the name of Ray, Ray somebody. I can't remember his name. He was you a, can call me Ray. Yeah. And uh, they played in this bar and they had, they had the backup singers from Leonard Skinner backing them. Oh no. Yeah. So the oh. two the two girls from Leonard Skinner, uh I don't remember who who it was at that time, but they were they were the Lin- Leonard Skinner uh female vocalists that were backing them on stage and the stage was no bigger than than my studio here. <laughs> you know, so they were all crowded on the stage. Right. Down in this basement. Jesus. I mean it was it was it was cool to see him that close and personal, but it was sad at the same time. Right to see him playing in front of like eighty people. Exactly. Boy, that's uh, but they still brought the girls. Yeah, they had the whole accompaniment. They had the whole band and the whole setup and the backup singers and the whole thing. Right, because they needed to you know have the girls who you know sing the um, the Heartbreak Station songs. Mm-hmm. You know, like the more things change and stuff, they had to have the backup vocalist for the chicks. Shelter. Yeah. Shelter, Shelter yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that would have been pretty depressing to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. I was glad to see them, but I was just like, wow, this is things of kind. And then shortly after that, they uh, disbanded. Sure. For a short time. What is the, and tell the story, the least attended show from one of these one of these bands that was big at one time that you've ever been to. Hmm. 
I, you want me to tell mine first? Cause yeah, go is, ahead. I have to think about it. Mine is without question the um, Bang Tango Enough's Enough show at the at the Foundry. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm like three years ago. Yeah. And and I swear to God, there was not twenty paid. Mm-hmm. It was tragically sad. Yeah. It, there was more people in the crew than there were in the bar. Sure. It was, it was, and Bang Tango came out, and I swear to God, because you remember how that bar was where they kind of had, like, the room cut in half? Mm-hmm. Where you'd have, like, the bar section, and then you had the band section? Bang Tango came out, and one fucking guy made his way into, <laughs> into the, 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 um, the band room or mm. where, the, where the band was playing. Yeah. So there literally was one guy and the sound guy in the room watching Bang Tango play. Wow. It was beyond sad. Mm. Oh, I felt bad for him, but not bad enough to go and embarrass myself by being the second guy. Standing. Sure. Well, I, I think that uh, the the least attended show that I saw also mm. involved Enough's Enough, but it, it also involved uh, Brittany Fox. Okay. That uh, only had Tommy Paris and, and uh, Billy Childs in it. Wait a minute. Only it also had Bob Leather in it. Well, it did, but I, we didn't know him at the time. No, but we, we got to give credit where credit is due. That Bob is, Leather was there. Well, that is true. No, Tommy Crash. Tommy Crash. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, they, they played at a, like a little club here in Chicago, and me and Jim Bob Dorf went to go see them, and there may have been 10 people in the place. Oh, at that point, dude, what, how do you play? I, I, I mean, I get it because if they don't play, they don't get paid, but you know, they need that. Even if it is 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever, they need that to get to the next city. But how do you get up there and go, Hey, hello, Cleveland. And there's like eight people in front of you. Yeah. How do you do that? Hello, Indiana. <laughs> well, we we went we went to the show, and then you know, of course, I know Chip, and and I knew Tommy already, and um, sure. you know, we hung out with them guys after the after the show. Of course, they probably had to serve drinks to fucking earn their keep. Yeah. After not drawing any people, good lord. Speaking of Tommy, you know he has a solo record out, and we don't have it. Tommy Paris. Tommy Paris. Is it is it his solo record or is it with his yes. band? No, it's his record. Oh, okay. And we don't have it. I reached out to him on Twitter and he, of course, didn't answer. So. Oh, well, I'll reach out to him on Twitter. I'm putting that on to you because I would like to, you know, I'm a big Tommy. I was not a big Britney Fox with um, Dizzy Dean Davidson fan, but I was a big fan of Bite Down Hard. That's by far their best record in my ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked um, Springhead Motor Shark as well, which I know nobody did. I, but did, I, I did not enjoy that record at all. I like that record. But uh, I, I was a big fan. I am a big fan of Tommy, and I would like to hear his solo record because I dig his voice a lot. All right. Well, he did He did send me a couple of tracks from his uh, his other project. Just, yeah. I think, like two songs. You know, this is a, this is a, I just happened to, somebody referenced him on Twitter yesterday. And I clicked on it to see what he was up to. And then I went to his website. And sure enough, there's a fucking like 
14 song solo album out there. Okay. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'll hit him up. Yeah, I was going to say, my God, he maybe maybe got mad at us because we kept cutting him off when he was trying to broadcast from the state. <laughs> he kept doing his, uh, his uh, what is that, Periscope? Periscoping from the stage. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't working well. Yeah, it's just too too erratic. Mm-hmm. Yeah.